It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. What do the teams you root for, your music playlists, and your podcast feeds all have in common? Spoiler alert, they're a reflection of you, and that's what the State Farm Personal Price Plan has in common, too. It gives you options to help personalize your coverage so that you can protect what you care about most at an affordable price just for you, so you can see more of yourself in everything you love. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices vary by state, options selected by customer, availability, and eligibility may vary. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. More roster moves for the Commanders? B-Rob will see you in October. And who won some awards? Plus the 90 greatest coming right at you. Next on the Locked On Commanders podcast. Let's go. Locked On Commanders, your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, and welcome in, Commanders fans, to the Locked On Commanders podcast. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team each and every day. We're your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders, free and available on all platforms. And, of course, we thank you for making us your first listen and view of the day, whether you're doing so on YouTube, your favorite podcast platform, or the WUSA 9 Plus app, uh, WUSA 9, your CBS affiliate in Washington, D.C. They have a new streaming app that is changing the face of local news and sports in the DMV. Download the WUSA 9 app. A plus app, I should say, from your Roku or Amazon Fire Stick. My co-host is David Harrison. Once again, under the weather, uh, we hope to have David back with us right after the Labor Day weekend. Uh, he is covering the Commanders for Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation and Commanders Country. Uh, again, uh, hopefully David uh, will be back with us after the weekend holiday. Uh, I'm Chris Russell. Uh, AKA the Rooster. Some of you may know me as that. Uh, one half of the Russell and Medhurst show on the Team 980, Monday through Friday. You can find Pete Medhurst and myself there from nine to noon or anytime on demand along with this show on the Odyssey app. When we're not here or there, we are on Twitter at dharrison82 for David, at Russellmania621 for me, at LO Commanders for the podcast. Today's episode brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before at Bet Online, where the game starts. Of course, as we told you in our lead on our previous episode, John Bostick was on his way to Washington to work out a deal. Uh, the deal had already been worked out, agreed to. It was just a matter of signing the paperwork and passing the physical and all of that. So that came official uh, late Wednesday morning, uh, late Thursday morning, I should say, late Thursday morning. And a little bit of a surprise for the commanders as we open up the show, and that was David Mayo was brought back as well. Remember, he had been cut on Wednesday after making the initial 53-man roster. So he makes the initial 53 on Tuesday, as was expected. Cut Wednesday, as was not expected, I think by pretty much everybody, brought back on Thursday. So on, off, on, David Mayo is officially brought back, along with John Bostic. We'll tell you about the meaning and maybe the double or hidden meaning between both of them coming back. 
Curtis Hodges was officially moved to the reserved injured list. So, again, that removes a roster spot there and the glut, if you will, at the tight end position. And a move was made for Brian Robinson Jr. He was put on the NFI list. Now, we'll start there because that's the newsiest headline, if you will. Uh, Again, this was completely expected, I think, by most of us that were paying attention that Brian Robinson, I know we mentioned it on this podcast, that Brian Robinson would probably have to go on the NFI list, uh, which is different than the reserved injured list, different than the pup list, um, and there's reasons for that. Now, uh, I know we talked about this because we talked about having to be carried through the roster uh, and through the cut down of 53. Again, that was not a surprise. And also the fact that the Washington Commanders could choose not to pay him if they wanted to. Now, my understanding is they are going to pay him as well they should. This was not Brian Robinson's fault. This was not, uh, as when we talked about this earlier this week, Minka Fitzpatrick breaking a wrist on a jet ski or, uh, you know, somebody playing basketball and breaking a foot or an ankle or whatever it might be, or somebody dancing and drunk and doing something stupid and getting hurt. That's not what this is, okay? Um, Again, it's not a football injury, and even if it's a football injury, if it's suffered in college before you're drafted, i.e. the two Alabama receivers, as we explained earlier in the week, that could technically um, be considered NFI because it didn't happen at an NFL facility. Right. That's the thing. If it happens in a game. If it happens in a practice, if it happens at an NFL facility, it can't qualify for NFI. Uh, again, what's the the difference? Well, one, this, the team doesn't have to pay the player. Again, Washington is going to pay Brian Robinson. OK, that's the least of their issues. Robinson has to miss at least four games. The hope is, according to Ian Rappaport of NFL Network, who was first to break the story, that he'll be able to come back for Tennessee in week five. But keep in mind, he won't be able to practice until then. He won't be able to practice until then. So it'll be hard to see him being fully ready for that. I would more think maybe week six, but I could be wrong. I hope they don't rush him back, and then there's another setback. As far as John Bostic goes, you know, we told you again on the last episode that him coming back made all the sense of the world because – of his experience within the scheme, backup Mike Linebacker to Cole Holcomb. He knows the coaches. He knows the players. He knows the personnel. He can play multiple positions. He can play both Mike and he can play, uh, you know, outside. Uh, and he played both last year, weak and strong. Um, listen, he's not great. We all understand that as as we said on the previous episode, nobody should confuse John Bostic with being great. However, it is fair to point out that John Bostic has plenty of NFL experience. And while last year was a struggle, getting an overall grade of 34.4 in three and a half games by pro football focus, 50.5 out of 100 uh, against the run, 53.5 uh, tackling, 59.6 pass rush, and a 30.2 in coverage. Generally, he has been fairly reliable in coverage, garnering grades in the high 50s, low 60s for most of his career. I believe John Bostic is probably brought here for all of the reasons that I illustrated and outlined, but also as part of a two-man tag team, if you will, with David Mayo. And what do I mean by that? 
All right, well, David Mayo is a guy who, again, they feel is more of a run-stopping, two-down, downhill type of player, right? Somebody that they don't want to expose in coverage. I understand that. That makes sense. Uh, if you watch David Mayo at the end of last year, again, you don't see a whole lot, a whole lot of You don't see a whole lot of, of, of David Mayo flying around in space, right? Uh, not that you want to see John Bostic do that, but you don't want to see David Mayo do that. Uh, his coverage grades are, you know, again, over the course of his career, not great. Last year, 57.2 with Washington. Not bad, right? Um, he only had, and he only played 40 snaps and 28 of them were in pass coverage or at least in, you know, in some sort of coverage, right? So, not bad. He made six tackles. Uh, he was targeted three times, allowed two receptions, 17 yards per reception. So, again, that's not something ideally you would want. Uh, the year before that, even better with Washington. Um, actually, I'm sorry. Th- that was the, the 57.2 was the preseason. My bad. Uh, was the preseason uh, in terms of the numbers that I just gave you. Last year during the regular season for Washington, he played 80 snaps 43 run, 36 in coverage. He had a coverage grade of 64.9. So, again, not bad. Not bad. An overall coverage, uh, an overall defensive grade of 56.2. He allowed two catches, again, three receptions, 17 yards, 8.5 per reception, two yards after the catch, a long of 12. So, again, not bad. But David Mayo is ideally somebody that I think the coaches and the personnel staff to see as, hey, we can use him better on special teams. We can use him better downhill, better against the run, maybe than John Bostic is, uh, who is a little bit smaller in frame, right? John Bostic about 240 or so, maybe 235, kind of depending on the day, the week. Mayo is a little thicker, 6'2", 245, uh, and again can contribute on special teams, uh, was a former fifth-round pick. And he's 29 years old, a little bit younger than John Bostic. All right. So um, here's one other thing. Remember, Cole Holcomb has a little bit of an injury history, had a little bit of an issue at North Carolina, got injured game one of the Rivera-Jack Del Rio era against Philadelphia and Carson Wentz in 2020. A little bit of an injury history. It allows you to basically have two backup Mike linebackers so Jamin Davis doesn't have to play, so that you don't have to bring in a guy off the street. And what happens if something happens to either Bostic or Mayo? You have the other. And... In a game situation, if Cole Holcomb can't play, and remember, the communication device in the helmet can only be worn by one player. Now, I don't know what the rule is if Cole Holcomb is declared out for the game. Can they switch the helmet? That I'm not sure of. But here's what I do know. Both David Mayo and John Bostic couldn't, couldn't wear the communication device in their helmet, even if they were shuttling in and out on plays and series, right? Only one can. But here's what you can do, because both know the scheme. Both know the system. Both have been here. Both are veterans. Even though they're not great, Commanders fans, you can use hand signals. You can call in plays from the sidelines with code, and they can decipher it. They can understand it. The one that doesn't have the microphone and the audio device in his helmet can at least still play and get the signals in from the sideline if they are essentially the mic out of necessity because, again, uh, Cole Holcomb got hurt, say, during a game or even uh, the previous week and 
was inactive and one started, meaning let's just say Bostic started, well, then you wanted Mayo in for Bostic, depending on the situation. Well, again, if Bostic has the, the microphone in his helmet, can't switch it to Mayo if he's still playing. So Mayo can get the signals from Bostic on the sideline or from the coaching staff on the sideline or Steve Russ from the sideline or Jack Del Rio from the sideline, and away we go. All right, so that is a little bit of an explanation, at least the way I see it, uh, in terms of why you would bring back Mayo and G- uh, 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 John Bostic uh, into the fold. So, again, we told you about Brian Robinson, told you about Curtis Hodges, told you about the two now backup Mike linebackers. Again, I don't think this is a horrible thing. One name to keep in mind, Blake Martinez, who was just released by the New York Giants on Thursday. Blake Martinez is a guy that I know Washington kind of poked around in in free agency, coming off of a torn ACL, missed much of last year, was really good in 2020, part of that resurgent giant defense. Keep an eye maybe on Blake Martinez being added to the fold at some point as well. All right, coming up, the new additions to the 90 greatest and the commanders announced their 2021 Players of the Year. But first, we'll tell you about our friends at BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. I just put down a couple of bets uh, for Thursday night football action. Again, depending on when you're watching, this game's probably over, but I put down uh, big money on Penn State uh, over Purdue and as well uh, also threw down a little bit of money on Central Florida uh, over uh, South Carolina State. Um, We'll see what happens. But find out all of your uh, latest football league developments, game matchups, news, and podcasts, including this year's opening week games like the Commanders and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Washington, three-point favorites right now over the Jaguars. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. Also, don't forget the season opener in the NFL is coming up a week from now, Thursday, in Los Angeles, SoFi Stadium, home of the Super Bowl, home of the Super Bowl champion Los Angeles Rams against everybody's, for the most part, pick to win the AFC and maybe even the Super Bowl, the Buffalo Bills. Guess who the favorite is in that game? You're going to want to go check that out at betonline.net. Again, they are your fastest and easiest way to check in on all the sports scores and news and information, MLB, MMA, boxing, golf, whatever you need. Head to BetOnline.net. Today, or use your mobile device, bet online where the game starts. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. Think of all the amazing things in life that are expressions of you, your favorite football team, what you wear to the playoff watch party, that song that you stream over and over to get you pumped up for the gym, or the recommendations that you share with your friends on the top six comedy podcasts that are best to listen to on a long road trip, or even your new haircut, which may or may not be an epic bowl cut from the 90s and hopefully is. Everything that makes you, you, makes all the difference. State Farm believes insurance should work the same way. Your plan, your coverage selections can be personalized by you. And the ability to choose the plan you want by picking the options that fit you, like choosing to bundle your home and auto policies, is what the State Farm Personal Price Plan is all about. Getting the coverage you want at an affordable price just for you. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. All right, the Commanders had their welcome home luncheon on Thursday. And I've been to a few of these shindigs. It's been a while. 
Uh, I always have to work. I always have something going on uh, during it. So I was unable to attend uh, on Thursday. It was at the NGM uh, National Harbor just outside of Washington, D.C. And it's always, you know, one of the more interesting events of the calendar because it's really a fan-driven, charity-driven event. And, of course, awards are given out. This year there was an extra, extra, extra bonus in terms of the news coverage and the news generated in this particular um, sequence. Now, first of all, Tanya Snyder was there. Dan Snyder was not. Tanya Snyder addressed the crowd. Dan Snyder, again, not there. Dan has been there before. I think he's addressed the crowd before. can't quite remember. I know he's been there. I can't remember if he's actually talked. I believe he's talked uh, or at least introduced the MC, who has been like Lindsay Zarniak and, um, you know, maybe some other dignitaries before, uh, basically non-important people, at least in my eyes. Uh, but also you get the yearly awards, right? Uh, you get the offense, defense, special teams, player of the year award. And this year they gave out to Charles Leno Jr. a charity community award. I can't remember if they've done that in the past. Uh, I wasn't able to find that information. I usually don't pay a whole lot of attention. But listen, I'm a big charity guy. Uh, I'm a big community guy. Uh, I support a lot of those causes. Charles Leno and his wife have done a tremendous job embracing the Washington, D.C. and Northern Virginia community uh, and really reaching out and doing a tremendous, tremendous job. So congratulations uh, to them. On offense, it was Terry McLaurin winning. Go figure. Surprise, surprise. On defense, another, again, another surprise. Not really. Jonathan Allen. Clearly, their best defensive lineman uh, last year, nine-plus sacks. On special teams, again, this shouldn't be a surprise, being that they had a merry-go-round at place kicker. Tressway, their outstanding longtime punter, wins the special teams player of the year award. The only argument you could have made among any of those really choices was DeAndre Carter, perhaps winning the special teams player of the year award. But are they going to award somebody with a special teams player of the year award that's not on the team anymore? If they have a choice, if it's even reasonably close, and nobody's saying that Trustway doesn't deserve it. I'm just saying you could have made a strong argument for DeAndre Carter, uh, but, of course, that wasn't going to happen. All right, here's the big and interesting news. Washington also announced the following 10 players and coaches were voted in by the fans as the newest members of the 90 greatest members of the franchise in Burgundy and Gold. No matter what the name has been, of course, it's changed a couple of times here in the last couple of years. These new uh, 10 uh, individuals are now part of the 90 greatest. So we start with current coach to be, potential coach, maybe assistant line, defensive line coach when the season officially starts, Ryan Kerrigan, the showstopper, drafted in 2011 with the number 16 overall pick. London Fletcher, now team broadcaster. Were signed as a free agent before I started on the beat in 2009. Uh, so I covered London Fletcher 2009 through his retirement uh, in the end of the 2013 season. Chris Cooley, Captain Chaos. I was broadcast colleagues with Chris Cooley on the Team 980 and the Washington NFL team radio network. Can't say the name. Sorry, guys. I know sometimes you get mad at me, but I have to follow the rules. D'Angelo Hall, a former member of the broadcast crew, another guy that I covered uh, for five, six, seven years, whatever it was, uh, whatever it is now with NFL Network. Uh, congratulations to D'Angelo Hall. Santana Moss, another team now broadcaster, uh, does some TV work 
comes regularly on the radio. Got to get him on the podcast. Got to line that up. Santana Moss, congratulations uh, to the Tana man. Larry Peccatello, longtime coach, assistant defensive coordinator, and then defensive coordinator under Richie Pettibone, under Joe Gibbs, worked with the linebackers, won three Super Bowls, went to William and Mary in Virginia. Larry Peccatello, congratulations to him. For those of you that are a little bit younger and don't remember what he did or much about the name. Also, Champ Bailey, Hall of Fame corner, of course, drafted here and then traded to the Denver Broncos as part of the Clinton-Portis deal. Daryl Grant, also Stephen Davis. Don't sleep on Stephen Davis. He had three straight at least 1,400-yard rushing seasons, back when it was more popular to run the ball, but some big numbers, including 17 touchdowns in one particular season. And last but not least, Trent Williams. Trent Williams, if you remember, was originally omitted and not put on the list, and that was quickly corrected when the team was sharply criticized, as they should have been. Trent Williams was then voted on, even though he left here under some tough circumstances. And quite honestly, it wasn't all about Bruce Allen's ineptness, if you will, and Trent's issue and war with Bruce. He also looked Ron Rivera in the eyes and face and said, nope, I'm not playing here unless you give me this guarantee and that guarantee and this guarantee and that guarantee. And it's hard to blame Trent because he's still and arguably is even better than he was here, the best left tackle in the NFL. But it's also hard to blame Ron when he said, listen, we want to get to know everybody. We don't want to guarantee money and guarantee contracts to players and men that we're just getting to know. Who did not make it on the list? Well, it's an interesting question. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to answer that next for you and explain why I had a problem with one of the names specifically. That is coming up on the Locked On Commanders podcast. TurboTax experts make your moves count. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this Locked On podcast is brought to you by TurboTax. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts will make sure that they count for you. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? Well, that's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That is a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? That quite literally would be a move. Or maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house. Or you switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming. Or maybe you just rode the stock market to the moon and back. Any of those things that you did or any other moves that you made, TurboTax experts make all your moves count, getting you every credit and every deduction you deserve, filing with 100% accuracy and getting you your max refund guaranteed so switch to TurboTax today make your moves they'll make them count see guaranteed details at TurboTax.com slash guarantees experts only available with TurboTax live all right back here to finish it up so Chip Miller was not voted in Mike Sellers was not voted in uh, Mike Sellers was an intimidating dude uh, I went went drinking with him down in Tampa before a uh a game that I covered, uh, and uh, we had a great time. I could just say that. Um, Mike Sellers is fun when Mike Sellers is not intense and trying to rip your head off. Robert Griffin III was added to the list along with Trent Williams. He was correctly not put on the list of the 10 newest and greatest as part of the 90. 
However, Kirk Cousins was also not voted on and voted enough. And that doesn't surprise me because, again, it was a fan-generated vote, and fans don't like Kirk Cousins. But I will say this. Kirk Cousins helped the Washington NFL franchise, then by another name, to two NFC East division titles in 2012 and 2015, three winning seasons, and put up some monster numbers. For the time that he was the full-time starter, 2015, 16, and 17, Kirk Cousins did not all that he could do. He could have done a little bit better in a couple of spots, but he did a lot. And again, in 2012, played and started one game that I was at in Cleveland when RG3 was injured, finished up a game against Baltimore, also when RG3 got finished, uh, got injured, and helped them win that game. And without those two wins, they do not make the playoffs, and they do not win the division. So Kirk Cousins gets some credit for that. While it was RG3's show, Kirk Cousins also gets credit for that. For that reason, I would have had Kirk Cousins on my list. The problem is I don't know who I would have taken off of the top ten. And that's kind of the problem, and that's kind of the defense. Here's what I know. Kirk Cousins, and this is unpopular, deserves it way more than Robert Griffin III. I can tell you that. I don't know who I would have taken off the list. I can't really take any of those guys off the list, honestly, just for Kirk Cousins. But I would tell you that Kirk Cousins absolutely deserves to be on it or deserved to be on it more than Robert Griffin III, and I hope that's corrected 10 years from now. But that's all I can really do at this point. All right, wrapping up. Uh, on this final edition of the week. And, again, we're going to take the Labor Day weekend off. Hopefully David will be back with us after the Labor Day holiday. Again, been under the weather, so we hope and wish him the best. We wrap it up with concerns about week one against Jacksonville. I'm telling you guys, I told you what Ron Rivera said to my question about special teams. I really, 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 really worry about special teams for this commander's team early in the year. Kickoff returns have been dreadful. Joey Sly has struggled all throughout the offseason and the preseason. Um, They lost DeAndre Carter. They walked away from him. I'm just telling you, combined, Bunch of new pieces. Troy Apke on the practice squad. Don't know if he gets the game day elevation. Um, they lost to Shazer Everett. Uh, Kalik Hudson, same thing. Uh, he's back on the practice squad, so he could, again, get the game day elevation. But all of those problems into one mix. Now, I don't think Jacksonville's great on special teams, so maybe it doesn't come back to haunt them right away. But you go against Dallas, mm. you go against other teams, mm. could really come back to haunt you. And they could lose games specifically and solely because of special teams. One other note about Jacksonville. The Jaguars, according to Warren Sharp, have spent $1.64 billion on free agents since 2012. That's the most amount of dollars, according to Sharp, in the NFL. You know who has the most amount of losses? In that period of time, you guessed it, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Again, proving that just because you spend money doesn't mean you spend it wisely. Doesn't mean you buy championships. Doesn't mean you buy wins. So while all of you are screaming and whining and crying, including colleagues of mine in the media, about how cheap the Washington Commanders were this offseason, how they should have bought this guy and that guy, Bobby Wagner and others, listen. 
Again, as I said on the radio on Thursday, Bobby Wagner went to the Super Bowl champion team and in his hometown. In order to get him to come here, you would have had to overpay him by $10, $15 million. I'm not doing that for Bobby Wagner, who's 33 years old, or almost 33. I'm not doing that. I'm sorry. Not doing that. I'd rather take my chances with a short-term deal, no deal, no veteran, or young guys, which they tried during the offseason, and it didn't quite exactly work the way they were hoping. Uh, but I'd rather then mix and match and piece together and have lower expectations than spend all of my free agent money that was remaining on Bobby Wagner. And I know there's other guys, too, like an Alexander Johnson and a Joe Schobert and an A.J. Klein and a Dante Hightower. Guess what? 31 other teams right now haven't brought those guys in. Joe Schobert was in in Denver and was cut in basically two and a half weeks. So keep that in mind. Just because they didn't spend money when they had it, just because they didn't spend money on a name you know, just because they brought back guys like Bostic and Mayo, doesn't mean that they made the wrong move. It doesn't look good. It probably won't work. But it doesn't mean they made the wrong move. Spending money guarantees you absolutely nothing, and there is no greater example of it than what the Jacksonville Jaguars, the week one opponent, and they spent plenty of money this offseason, Brandon Sheriff, Christian Kirk, you remember, plenty of money. It doesn't guarantee you wins, and as a matter of fact, in the Jaguars' case, it guaranteed them total embarrassment, total futility, and a lot of losses. All right, that's going to do it for us on the Locked On Commanders podcast. Thanks again for making LOC your first listen and your first view of the day. Now for your second listen and view, go check out the Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022, an eight-episode extravaganza that gets you ready for the NFL season. The local team experts of the Locked On Podcast Network, plus a betting angle from Lee Sterling of Locked On Bets, all combining into one Ultimate NFL Preview. Search Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022 on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. We'll be back after the Labor Day weekend as we gear up for week one, the return of Brandon Sheriff and the Jacksonville Jaguars. If you want to hop aboard, 301-615-3577 or LockedOnWashingtonCommanders at gmail.com. For David Harrison, covering the Washington Commanders for SI.com's Fan Nation and Commander Country, I'm Chris Russell, one half of the Russell Medhurst Show on the Team 980 with Pete Medhurst. If you're out and about, please be safe. Be kind to one another. Don't drive like a dope, and don't drive while you're drunk or stoned told you about that on the last episode and thank you for joining us right here on the locked on commanders podcast is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements maybe it's time for a rebuild or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the lombardi trophy either way join keith sanchez and damian parson for mock draft monday on the locked on nfl draft podcast They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.